0: When you come to West Texas, folks, saddle up—you're going to go on a wild ride.
1: You're listening to the official podcast of the Nation,
0: the premier voice for the fearless fans of Raiderland. Get away, Yo, what's up, Red Raider Nation? And welcome to the Nation's official podcast with TJ and Blake. I am your host, TJ Kern, alongside my co-host, Blake Hartsfield. Blake Victory 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 ring those victory bells blake how
1: you doing today tj it sounds like you're in a good mood um tap the brakes a little bit it's tarleton state <laughs>
0: uh,
1: you know they were uh 36 and a half point favorites in this game which they uh were scrambling around at the end to hang on to that cover thankfully they did uh for those of us that are interested in that side of things but uh, yeah they get a win 41 to 3 at home uh, first of the season but Again, this is not a Division
0: One team, uh, and it's Tarleton State. Tarleton State, hey, but you know the old adage, a win is a win, right? But we're here. We're going to get into the Red Raiders victory over the weekend against Tarleton State. Uh, Blake, but first, man, something happened. Uh, you know, you've got a lot going on in your life. I've got a lot going on in my life. I usually respect your wishes, and, you know, I, I, I try not to bother you during what I consider to be family time. You have a family. I don't. But something was so important last week that I had to hit you up and interrupt your dinner. What was it?
1: Uh, Texas Tech signed their highest-rated football recruit of all time, TJ, their first-ever five-star, Micah Hudson. Uh, He is a receiver out of uh, the Austin area, um, commits to Texas Tech. This is one that Joey McGuire and company have prioritized since he took the job. Um, they've built great relationships there. He's uh, a legacy to tech. I believe it was his stepfather, uh, who, who played at tech. So, um, tech gets this one home. This is a kid TJ that had offers from everybody in the country, Alabama, Ohio state, uh, you name it that he had an offer, uh, Texas is a little upset and I'll, I'll go as far as say, but hurt, uh, on social media that this kid from the Austin area picked tech, but, um, yeah, it's a, it's a huge day for the program and, and certainly changes the, uh, the narrative a little bit with the fan base um but from a disappointing start to the season
0: and the narrative in lubbock has always been yeah but right like we're not texas we're not oklahoma we're out in in the west texas plains of the panhandle we don't we don't get those five stars this guy is a bona fide five-star recruit that breaks that glass ceiling, proves you can get it done. And, Blake, I have to ask you – I'll ask you about the timing of his announcement here in a second. But is Micah Hudson, in your opinion, the type of guy that – you see this in college basketball a lot, where you get you get the one guy to commit and then, boom, all of a sudden, here's two or three more that you weren't expecting because Micah Hudson – came
1: out first. TJ, I think your two points that you made there about the timing and then what happened uh are working in conjunction with each other. Um obviously they've had a a disappointing start to the season. Uh the Wyoming loss, as we've talked extensively about, was unacceptable um and can't happen. They lose a tough one to Oregon where they played a much better game, but you're sitting there at 0 and 2. And then the Monday coming off the 0 and two start, uh all of a sudden Micah Hudson commits. Um, I think that this has been a silent commit for a long time. I think that they were giving uh, Micah the um, ability to kind of pick and choose when he wanted to commit. But I think after the the start that they had um, being 0-2, I think there was probably a lot of pressure uh, put on him to come out on Monday um, uh, to and announce, which he did. TJ, I think that because it's been a silent commit, it's helped on the recruiting trail. You're seeing it with uh, Will Hammond, the quarterback recruit out of uh, Hutto. Uh, this is an Elite 11 quarterback who did very well at that camp. Uh, he puts up video game numbers. We talked uh, briefly about him uh, last week on this podcast, uh, but that, that's a very highly rated quarterback recruit. I believe he even eclipses Baron Morton's recruiting ranking, so he will, be, he will become the highest rated quarterback that we've ever signed. Um, and then this class as a whole is is a top 20 class right now and number one in the new Big 12 uh, minus OU in Texas. So absolutely.
0: And that's that's got to be exciting because of that that power gap that Texas and OU um, that power void that they're about to leave us here in the Big 12. And we've talked about it on this show a bunch where somebody's got to step up. It might as well be us.
1: Absolutely. You're the biggest school left in the state of Texas, which is the most talent-rich state in the country. Um, There is no reason you can't be a perennial player in this conference. You should be able to out-recruit and have more resources than both Baylor, Houston, uh, and TCU.
0: And you know I don't like to necessarily get into recruits and recruiting and all that because of the nature of the beast that they can change with the wind, right? Like a a verbal commit nowadays – Really doesn't mean anything until they get on campus. I'm, I I remember Jarrett Stidham being all about tech and being gung ho, and then I, drives I think off in was, a new
1: pickup truck.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know exactly what happened that swept him off to Waco, but there I think there was even a rumor about a girlfriend that he broke up with, or, or you know something happened there. But he was committed to tech for a, a real long time, and that that's one reason I don't get overly excited. Uh, about the uh, recruiting talk. However, I felt like this one deserved to be talked about here on the Nation's Official Podcast. So, man, let's go ahead and change gears a little bit, put the recruiting in the rear view, and talk about, I don't want to talk about this football game either, to be honest with you, but I know that there are some numbers that we want to get into regarding this Texas Tech offense that did get going. And surprise, surprise, it was led by Taj Brooks running the football.
1: Oh, you mean to say that giving the running back 20 carries as opposed to your quarterback uh, results in a better rushing attack for 158 yards? Consider me shocked. We talked about it last week, TJ. They ran Tyler Shuck 23 times against Oregon. He had led the Big 12 in carries over the first two weeks. Um, and wasn't being that efficient. And then all of a sudden you start giving the ball to Todd Brooks, who had an absolute day, uh, 8.3 a carry, um, dominated the game, and, and you all of a sudden you look like a team that can run the football. Again, Tarleton State, but that's encouraging.
0: Definitely something that you can hang your hat on. Uh, you know you've got a dude back there in the backfield. We couldn't really believe that Tyler Shuck was going to be able to carry that kind of load and – we talked about it on last week's show that we needed to see when Baron Morton was gonna get in this game. We knew Baron Morton was gonna play. We knew he was gonna get a chance to play. It was all about the circumstances with which he got in the game. And Blake, what were your thoughts there? I think you should have gotten in the game
1: sooner. Uh, he got he gets in the game, TJ, the, the second drive of the second half. I believe at that time the score was twenty-four to nothing, um, and, and he gets. I think he got two or three series with all of the ones. Um, I thought he played really, really well, um, but certainly there was a an energy that came over the stadium. There was a loud cheer when he came in, um, and a lot of that has to do with the the play of of the starter Tyler Shuck.
0: And I know you're going to break it down for us. You always do a good job of that. I know you love that QBR stat, so why don't you just go ahead and tell us how Tyler Shuck did on Saturday?
1: Not very good, TJ. He, he finishes with – well, before I give you the number on the QBR, would you? we all agree that this was the easiest game on the schedule by far,
0: correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if this game's not the easiest game on the schedule, I don't know what is.
1: Okay, so we've established that. This is by far the worst team that you will play. TJ – he finished with a 16.2 QBR rating in a half and a drive against Tarleton state 16.2 QBR.
0: So that's good, right?
1: Yeah. If, uh, if you want to lose football games, uh, (laughs) TJ, that's terrible that that is beyond terrible. And, and, Look, Tyler's out there trying hard, and the coaches talked about in the press conference about how he was checking into good good runs for Taj. They had pass plays called, but TJ missed throws, taking sacks, just not – he was 10 of 20, so a 50% completion percentage, 6.2 uh, per attempt, which is not a bad number, but you really want to see that closer to seven um one touchdown he didn't he didn't turn the football over this week which is encouraging but again this is tarleton state he's he's proven that he's thrown a lot of interceptions for the through the first two weeks of the season tj 16.2 i don't know what else to say other than that's just not good enough
0: so you're telling me we're not playing putt-putt low score doesn't win no oh okay so that being said tarleton state Offense still looking a little lethargic. Yes, you got the running game going. Um, 50% completions. Eyeball test. And I just – you've mentioned it on this program, and I just – I don't think we're watching the same guy that was quarterback the last half of last season. That guy could run the offense – Get you into the right play, and he wasn't going to get you beat. TJ, Leading you know, what's the difference? The defense, you know, let let the defense do their thing, but right now he just looks like a guy that has zero confidence.
1: Yeah, TJ, you know what I think the difference is. I've thought a lot about this since the game on on Saturday night. Last year when he got the starting job back after getting hurt and then Donovan Smith took it over and played for four or five weeks and then they gave Baron Morton the shot at Oklahoma State and he took the job and it was his from what he did on the field until he got hurt in the TCU game and then Tyler Shuck came back in and it was clear Morton was going to be shut down for the rest of the season and they had already moved on from Donovan Smith so Shuck was playing with no pressure. It was his job for the rest of the year barring him you know having some sort of bad injury where he wasn't able to play he was able to let it rip he was able to play freely he was able to play without thinking um and coach Kitley talked about that in his press conference I don't know if you caught it but he talked about how Tyler's such a percent or perfectionist um, that he's trying to make everything 100% and he wants him to just roll it back to 90% TJ was playing free now he came into this season as the starter but he's got this hot shot Back up behind him and Baron Morton that the fan base loves, um, and I apologize if my dog's going uh, ballistic downstairs. But um, he he's got Baron Morton behind him pushing him, and I think he's playing afraid to not make mistakes as opposed to playing to win. And you're seeing the hesitation, you're seeing the uncertainty, and that lack of confidence that you're talking about.
0: Not only that, I think it was really refreshing to get to see and remind people what kind of skill set baron morton has um getting to watch him on the football field you saw differences right like tyler Shuck struggling to make easy reads or th- you know easy throws or throw guys open well baron morton is just this gunslinger and gets out there and he's gonna let his receivers go make a play
1: gunslinger is the, the the right word there tj and throwing guys open he's not afraid to to let it rip um tyler for whatever reason because maybe of the interceptions start the year i don't know what it is but he's in his own head he's not letting it rip and, and he's overanalyzing and, and only wanting to make throws to guys that are wide open whereas Barron was coming in and letting it rip um and there's something to be said for that the gunslinger mentality tj we talked a little bit about it last year when he was coming in and I don't say this lightly, but there's a lot of Mahomes in, in Baron Morton. It's definitely a starter kit. The ability to change arm angles, the ability to throw guys open, the ability to um, take the deep route that's going to pay off with the big home run play as opposed to you know maybe taking the check down on, on a down and distance where you have the luxury to do so. And, and um, you definitely see some of those traits.
0: And one of the first plays that Morton was in the game um... – We got a a defensive pass interference. We got a couple of those because he wasn't afraid to make the throw.
1: Well, and he threw two touchdowns, TJ, the second of which he put some. It was now it was a great catch, but he got a lot of price. Yeah, that was a
0: heck of a well
1: done. I mean, he tracked it over his shoulder, right? Running opposite of his body and catches it, but. And it was a great catch, but it was also a really good throw. If you go back and watch it on, on replay TJ, he got a lot of air under it. He, he put it just in the perfect spot where only his guy could get it. So there, there's no chance of it being intercepted. And that's, that's the the gunslinger in him, right? He, it's the throw that Patrick Mahomes is willing to make in the NFL that no other guy's willing to, to try and, it just it pays dividends You when you can throw a guy open like that. Defenses can't do anything about it. If you remember back in 2008, TJ, when we had our best offense of all time? We kind of invented that stop fade route a little bit, right? Where Crabtree would run 12 yards or um, uh, Detron Lewis on the other side would run 12 yards and they'd turn around and and Harrell would throw the ball before they'd even stop the route to turn around. And then as soon as they, they turn around, the ball's there, right? They're throwing guys open. It it makes a difference in an air right offense when you can do that.
0: Yeah, I mean these guys uh, I mean I, we talked about it. I think I think it was last week. You made it you made the point that it's it's not for lack of playmakers. No,
1: there's a ton of playmakers on this team, TJ.
0: Yeah, I mean Jerron Bradley, uh Mason Tharp, uh your Kiki QT starter kit, Dre Miles uh, Price. Dray McRae, uh,
1: I mean, you know,
0: Taj Brooks. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of Tosh guys.
1: Koy Eakin's coming back this week. That's another guy who can who can make plays. So it, there's plenty of weapons. TJ, I think the offensive line has had some some, some shaky moments. Um, I think they've gotten better as the season has gone on. I don't think they were particularly good against Wyoming. Better against Oregon. Obviously, they played good against Tarleton State, but against Tarleton State, but they, they seem to be trending in the correct direction. At this point, it's it's staring everybody right in the face and everybody can see it. It, it. It's just a matter of how long is the leash for Tyler Shuck. And then McGuire came out right after the game and said, he's my starting quarterback. He's starting at West Virginia.
0: And one of the things about that is the fact that, yeah, we started out 0-2 and, yeah, you beat Tarleton State, so you're 1-2, and but coming up next – is basically like a brand new season.
1: Absolutely, TJ. It's the start of, of conference play, right? They can they can correctly make the argument in their own room that they're zero and zero. Um, their goal is to win a Big 12 championship, um, and that should be everybody every fan base's goal. Um, tech fans would love a Big 12 championship. We've never won one in football. Um, th- but they've got to prove that they can go win on the road, and the only time that they've done that since Joe McGuire's been the coach is at Iowa State, This is a show me game. You don't get credit for beating Tarleton State. You want some credit, go win a a conference game in Morgantown.
0: And before we get into the Morgantown game here on the nation's official podcast with TJ and Blake, how about Tim DeRuiter and that defense? What do we what do we make of them heading into conference play?
1: Trending in the right direction, I think, Um we talked after the Wyoming game, they couldn't figure out how to stop or run up the middle or run up the middle and a four yard pass to the tight end, which was really frustrating. Um, I think the biggest thing that they need to get better with is um, they've got to start generating a better pass rest, TJ. It doesn't seem like they ever get home and they're not disrupting enough plays. And that was supposed to be something that coming into the season, we all expected to be really good while they kind of figured out things on the back end. Um, it seems like it's been the opposite. The back end has been better, um, and they're not generating enough pressure. And I think they know that they got they did better against Tarleton State. But um, let's see if they can get home a couple times against West Virginia. Um, TJ, this is a defensive
0: line game. West Virginia can't throw it, according to the stats. They can't they, they can't throw it at all. But it looks like they can run the ball, and they will be at home with and they they will have that crowd behind them.
1: Well, it's a tough place to play and, and they're going to be, look, it's going to be a good environment for West Virginia coming off of their big win against their arch rival Pitt. Um, so that's a, a great win for them, a great win for the big 12. Um, but they're going into a what's going to be a tough place to play. We've always known this road trip is, is not easy. Um, it's a long trip and and you're up in the mountains and, um, that crowd can get pretty wild. But to your point, um, this is a, a team that pretty much can only run the football, um, they're 110th in the country in yards passing per game, TJ. I think this past weekend um, against Pitt, it was like under 70 yards passing, I believe, for the game. So 60,
0: exactly 60.
1: Oh, it was 60 on the number? Okay, so 60 yards passing. Um, I don't want to say 100% sellout to stop the run, but sellout to stop the run.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, 151 yards on the ground, uh, sixty through the air for two hundred and eleven total yards. Uh, the who can control the line of scrimmage is always important in a football game, but you got to think it's going to be really important for TimberRiders guys up front and uh, Bradford and Hutchins and the rest of the group to uh, play well on Saturday.
1: Yeah, they've got to they've got to take away the the point of attack. Um, they've got to try to get into the backfield and be disruptive and and really set the tone in this game, shut down that West Virginia running game. TJ, if you get this team into third and long, they're dead. They're just dead. They're not
0: going to convert that enough against you to win the football game. And, I mean, I'm a big Pat McAfee guy. I don't know about you, but he's all hyped up, you know, that they won the back. – don't they call this the backyard brawl uh, over Pitt? Isn't that what they call it? Yes. Yeah, so on Twitter all weekend, Pat McAfee's like, oh, West Virginia, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, Tech, here we go. Got to go to Morgantown. And back to your question a couple of minutes ago about Tyler Shuck and this leash, let's let's play uh, we come out flat game, right? Okay. And for some reason whether it's the offense, can't run the ball, they can't throw it, uh, West Virginia's getting up, a number of things could, could happen in this game. Now that you've seen Baron Morton back on the field, yes, Tyler Shuck's the starter, can you afford to lose this game on Saturday and still stick with Tyler Shuck? I,
1: No. I mean, I'm of the opinion he should be the starter this week, Baron. Um, but it's going to be Tyler Shuck. TJ, I'll say it. I'll say it this way: Coach Joey McGuire has done an outstanding job at Tech. He cannot be overly loyal here. If if I'm of the opinion that if Tyler Shuck comes out and the offense looks sluggish and we're not moving the ball, or he throws a couple of interceptions, or um, whatever happens and and you're sitting there and the offense is sitting there at halftime with inefficiency, 10 points and, and just looking disjointed and they've had, they've turned the football over. I don't know how you don't make the switch at that point, but if you stick with him for the whole game and you lose this football game and the reason is because of the quarterback play and then he still starts against Houston next week. I think you're going to see a very upset fan base um,
0: with, with the program as a whole. I think you're right. Now, whether or not the fan base is going to change their tune, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Tyler Shuck could come out and play, I mean, a, a really good game and get a get a victory um, on Saturday.
1: And if he does, he
0: the fans are still going to be clamoring for Barron.
1: I mean, if he plays a great game, I think that buys him some time with the fan base, but it's pretty clear from the reaction in the stadium on Saturday night. It might've been frustration with that game, but Baron Morton got a very, very loud uh, welcome onto the field, Um, which we talked about some of the mental stuff with Tyler. How does that affect him? Right. And and knowing kind of how this fan base feels. So to your point, I think a lot of fans probably have made their mind up on where they want to be. Um, I've been there since – and, again, this has got nothing to do with Tyler. I think it's – for me, it's not so much about Tyler as it is about how much I believe in Baron Morton. Um, From what I saw him do last year in the games that he played um, from that first drive against Oklahoma State, I 100% believe in that kid. I think he's a weapon. Again, he's your highest-rated quarterback recruit of all time, TJ. He's a gunslinger. He can make every throw. I just believe in him. And it's again, it's not necessarily anything against Shuck as so much as it is belief in Morton.
0: And I was one of those guys last year. We kept winning football games, Blake. And I was like, look, Tyler Shuck's not doing anything to lose this gig right now.
1: Right. And if he wins in the Big Twelve, he's gonna be he's gonna stay the starter, despite what the fan base might want. And and Joey Maguire will have very solid ground to stand on if he's winning football games. If we're losing football games and Tyler Shuck is playing well, again, he's going to have very solid ground to stand on as him being the starting quarterback, and and the fan base can be upset about it all they want. If you start losing football games and it's because of quarterback play and a change is not made, then the fans have got – the fan base would have a much uh, stronger argument and and ability to be frustrated with the way things are going.
0: Well, if you were on Twitter – after the Tarleton State game, I mean the the pitchforks were out. I mean yes. Baron Baron Morton was, I mean the he's the next coming on Twitter.
1: T- yeah, absolutely. And TJ, I don't know if you uh, follow the, uh, the the nation's Facebook page or not, but there's like thirty over thirty four thousand tech fans on that, and I don't know how many posts I've seen since the game talking about Baron Morton being the starter and wanting him to be the starter. So I it's pretty clear where the momentum is on this. Um, it's just a matter of how long is the leash and, and when do we see Baron Morton? I imagine, TJ, that there's going to be pretty limited access to the team this week um, because they if, if they are going to start splitting reps, they don't want that to get out because the second it does get out, you lose Tyler Shuck altogether. So I would imagine that they're going to be uh, – limiting access by the media as, as if they're splitting reps and they might not be splitting reps. They might be going into this game with with meaning what they say and that Tyler Shuck is 100% the starter for this game, no matter what. Um, and, and that might be very well be the case. I don't know. Um, they say it publicly. That's not always what happens behind closed doors though.
0: That's a very good point here on the nation's official podcast with TJ and Blake and Blake. We want to thank those guys over at the nation again for letting us get a chance to do this like we do every uh, single year for every game. Uh, we This is our actually our third season now, our third calendar year, getting to do uh, these podcasts together, and it's just a lot of fun getting on here and talking Red Raider sports with you, and I guess we'll see. It's Big 12 play, everybody. O and O. All the goals are out in front of you. So, TJ, Joey McGuire says he wants to win the Big 12. Well, here's your shot. TJ, they got to win this opening game. They're six-point
1: favorites on the road. So, I did, I'm a little surprised by that line, honestly. I thought it would be like Tech minus three and a half. I'm pretty surprised it's a full touchdown. Uh, but you're a, the Vegas thinks that you're nine points better than West Virginia because they get three for playing at home. So, this is a game you should win.
0: And any score predictions from Blake Hartsfield? 31-20 Tech. 31-20 Tech. Well, you heard it here on the Nation's Official Podcast. Tech is going to start Big 12 playoff with a big win against West Virginia this week. And, Blake, how do we always like to end these things? Wreck them. We will talk to you guys next time right here on the nation's official podcast with TJ and Blake.